welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, Scott. Hey, James. How are you this week? I'm doing well. Again. Good. Glad to how hear are you. I'm really well, too. Uh, our nephews are here, and with, uh, with my older son there, we're teaching them how to surf, which is a lot of fun. Small waves and warm water. It's a great mix for little kids. Very cool. Where are they coming from? From Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome to your nephews. Thank you. Are they getting pretty yeah. good yet? Yeah, they are. They're having a blast. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Well, today, I want to know why I should hire you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think more yeah, coming straight at me, coming straight at you. The, the general question of what's the value of working with a real financial planner? You know, we talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, what, what's the actual value of working with a financial planner? I think is a helpful thing for people to know because there's some, some conceptions about what it looks like. And some of those are true, but some are not true and some are maybe lacking. So let's just kind of flush that out if that's okay with you. I love that one. That's a great question for today. And I also love that we're saying real financial planner. This is real personal finance where we chat about, you know, what's most important to you and your financial lives and what steps can you be taking to improve upon your own personal finances. And I want to briefly touch on that distinction of saying real financial planner. A real financial planner is not a salesperson. It is not someone who you go sit down with and they collect a little information from you and they tell you, here's the thing you should go do. A real financial planner goes much deeper and has a more connected uh, relationship with you to help you optimize your financial life. So I think let, let's for today, we can dive another day into the names of financial advisors and all the different names they can be called in the alphabet soup behind their names. And we could maybe even do another podcast in the future of what you should do if you're trying to hire an advisor. But for today, let's focus on the, what we view as the four main kind of pillars of what a real financial planner does. And that's going to be professional expertise. They're going to provide convenience. They're going to provide coaching. And then I would also say that a really good one's going to provide values alignment as well. Yeah. Does that sound fair? I think that's fair. And I think the first one is is kind of, it's it's great, the professional expertise. I think people's minds go there and then stay there before going on to the other three as well. So let's start with professional expertise. What does that mean? Like, what If, if I'm going to hire a financial planner, what sh- what professional expertise should they have for me to feel like, okay, I feel comfortable working with this person? Yeah, so we're not going to go into alphabet soup today, but the when I think of a financial planner, the one credential that kind of speaks volumes about whether or not they know the basics is the CFP, Certified Financial Planner Certificate. Um, if someone has that, if they've been educated or if they've just read up, maybe they've been educated on this along the way as well, harder to know if they have, but they should have expertise in a broad amount of topics and they may have depth in others. So 
um, financial planning as a whole encompasses a lot of different sections of your financial life. It includes things like investments. Many people come in thinking about investments right off the bat, right? We commonly see that, right? Um, it'll include things like insurance, should you have the right of term insurance or disability or health. I mean, the thing is, so many of these episodes that we've done are just little subsets of what an overall good financial planning curriculum should entail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tax planning would be another thing that you may think about, which is really not looking in the rear view mirror of what happened on my taxes last year, but looking through the windshield as to what should we be doing to help optimize our taxes in the future. Absolutely. And we'd also want to look at things like estate planning. Like if something happens to Amanda and I, who takes care of our kids? At what age do they get the insurance proceeds? Who's in charge of the finances along the way? What happens to the house? You know, we can, we can take some time to put things in place that make it so that our family's protected. Um, and then there's, there's some specialized expertise that can happen as well that I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to dive into too deeply. Like two examples of that would be like stock compensation. I do a lot with stock compensation with clients. I know um, that for you, James, you do a lot with retirement planning for near retirees. Um, and then, so then it's, all of that encompassed together is really financial planning as a whole or professional expertise. And so if, if, if someone doesn't have the, cho- the chops for that right away, um, to me, that's a problem. You're not going to get much value out of that planner. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so important because to get good solutions, it starts with good questions and good questions come from an understanding of the entire financial planning field, whether that's investments, whether that's insurance, whether that's um, estate planning, tax planning, income planning, all those things are things that may not apply in all cases to every single client. But you want to make sure that if if you're working with a financial planner, they're well-versed in everything. So they can at least ask the right questions of you to start to understand where the real issues lie. And then from there, you can come up with the best strategies for you going forward. So yeah. I, I think that's that's right on with professional expertise. Yep. But it doesn't stop a, there. Oh, I, w- I would actually add just a little touch of nuance to what you just said, because I think you're right. Um, I think it's important. So this, like the CFP curriculum as a whole is kind of a generalist curriculum. To me, If you translated it to medicine for a second, it would be like, like if you have just the CFP and you never studied anything else, it'd be like, okay, cool. You can go be like the family doctor now, right? Like you understand the general things, but if you get into a specialized need and you don't have the expertise for it, you have to know where to send people. So there's a difference. So I think of it as like, my job is not to be the library about everything. My job is to be the library about a few things to have some generalized. I I have an encyclopedia Britannica over here, right? Let's go old school like in my grandparents' house. Um, But then at the same time, sometimes I have to be the librarian and just know where to go look for the right answers, right? To go find the right person to help my clients. And so it's, it's a good planner should know how to do both. And what I'm getting at is like more and more, as you guys are listening, like if you have a very specified need, find an advisor who is a, has the generalist background, but also has that specialized expertise, Mm -hmm. right? Because it'll Mm -hmm. be, you'll be better served. Right. So that that's where I would start end with the the kind of the professional expertise chat. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great. And to go back to your earlier point, what you need if you're looking for a financial planner isn't a salesperson to sell you a specific product or insurance policy. You need someone with a professional expertise that understands all this so they can understand uh, what needs to be done to help you accomplish what's most important to you. But it doesn't stop there. And, and the second thing that you mentioned was after professional expertise, a real financial planner should also provide convenience. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah. What, what I mean by that is like, if, if a client, if you know a client deeply, if you really know what matters most to them and what they're trying to accomplish, uh, it means two things. One is um, it's time savings. When they have a question, they can get an answer relatively quickly because you know deeply all everything there is to know about their financial life and you can get back to them quickly with accurate information. That's, that's mm -hmm. worth something. <clears throat> um, so that's what I mean from time savings. <clears throat> the other side of time savings is if, especially if you're in a, a field where you're um, maybe a professional or not even just being, not even a professional, your, your time is so important to you when you're not doing your job, day-to-day -day job, whether that's whatever that is, you want to be using that time doing other things. Well, now you've just made it so that your most valuable thing, time, which is a finite resource, you can use it for other things that are more important to you rather than focusing your time trying to solve these somewhat complicated, what can become really complicated problems really quickly when you start looking at finances as a whole, not just as one individual piece. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you mentioned the example of stock compensation earlier. You know, if you're if you have stock compensation and you're trying to figure out what the best strategy is for what you should hold, what you should exercise, what you should sell, you can go spend tons and tons of time on the internet researching all this, or you can reach out to your advisor who knows you and understand what's going to be the best decision for you in an instant. Uh, you maybe need a tax planner, and you can go do tons and tons of research about finding who hey, who is the best tax planner in my area. Or you can reach out to your financial planner who says, okay, for your situation and what you're looking for, here's who I think would be a best fit for you. So that convenience, saving you time, saving you the headache oftentimes of, of having to start from square one on everything, uh, I think is worth quite a bit when you understand that your time is valuable and you should be focused on doing the things that you're good at and leave, uh, have your financial planner assist with other things to save you that time. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So professional expertise, convenience, and then the next one is coaching. And I, I like, I think I like, I would this. actually add one more thing to convenience. Shoot. I keep, I keep jumping the gun. I would actually, well, actually <laughs> two points. One is per, um, personalized service is something that I think is really important when you're working with a real financial planner. And what I mean by that is if you're working with someone who has 400 clients under their name, they are not going to be giving you the type of level of depth and expertise that we're talking about here. It's just not going to happen because they will not have the time. So we're not really talking in depth about how to find an advisor today. But one of the questions you can always ask is, how many clients do you serve? Mm -hmm. And if their number, honest, to me, if their number is above 100, I'd really question that. Because it's tough to go deep when you have 400 clients. Virtually impossible. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other component on convenience is, and it kind of ties a touch into like a continuity idea, um, secure technology. So with our clients, when we work with them, we are looking at everything they owe and everything they own. And we're looking at all the issues that they need to go create. And we're putting it all, wrapping it all up in a bow, right? So in the end, we have their estate planning documents, their tax documents. We know where all their accounts are. We kind of know everything about their financial life. So if anything ever happens to them, it's not, it's never an easy transition when you lose a family member, but it's an easier transition because you don't have to be worried about where is everything? How do I do everything? What do I do next? We already know what you're supposed to do and we know where everything is. So we can help with that while people are grieving. Um, that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thankfully 
you know, that that's not something that happens every day where you have to facilitate the transfer of an estate or help family members with an unexpected death. But just the the peace of mind that comes with that is something that is very important to everyone of understanding, okay, if something happens to me, my kids will be okay. My spouse will be okay. My uh, dependents will be okay because I have someone that gets me as someone that knows what I need to do, what my family needs to do to, uh, to be successful. That's huge. Just the peace of mind that knowing if something happens, you're going to be just fine. Um, that is, that is one of the reasons. Yep. That that's one of the reasons why Amanda and I have our own advisor, right? It's not that I can't be my own advisor. We'll get to another main reason why I have my own, my own advisor soon. It's coming up. But if something happens to me, Amanda doesn't have to worry about dealing with the finances right away. Like right. someone else is there to help her with that. I want that for her, right? Mm-hmm. That's real. It makes me sleep better at night. Right. Awesome. Anything else on convenience? No, I think I hit the other two. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Let's let's go to coaching and and coaching. Mm-hmm. We'll go through this, but to me, this is one of my favorites because there's so often in finance, there's there's kind of the textbook answer of here's the rule of thumb, here's what you should do, but then there's the answer that's more specific to you. Like Scott, mm-hmm. the textbook answer might tell you to do one thing in a certain situation, but if I know you at your core and understand what's most important to you and and, and what assets and resources you have to help accomplish that it might not be the textbook answer that I'm getting. So coaching and education and and things like that along the way uh, can be so much more valuable than just understanding the right answer in many cases. I couldn't agree more. And this is the reason why I have my own advisor. I can't see my own blind spots. And I also, I know what the, um, you know, the textbook answers are, but the textbook answers aren't always the right answer for the individual right? Mm -hmm. And that's where this is really helpful. So to me, coaching comes in a number of ways. One is just educating clients on their choices, helping them understand financial jargon in the simplest manner. So it's not boring, right? But they understand what they're getting themselves into anytime they're moving into something. Never sign sign up for something you don't understand. Um, Looking at saving and spending. It's one of the fastest ways to improve your financial life, right? It's, it's Mm -hmm. very, it sounds simple, but it's not easy. It's very similar to dieting, right? Dieting's answer is, um, eat less calories, burn more calories. You, you want to be financially free in the future. You have to save more money than you spend. I mean, well, you know, you may, you earn, you make sure you save and you spend, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. that's how you get there. And then it's, it's now you have a plan in place. You know what you want to do. Are you actually doing it? Are we holding you accountable? Do you have realistic expectations as to how quickly you can do this? You know, like there's no silver bullet solution in money, just like there's no silver bullet solution in like improving your body or a relationship or anything else, right? It all takes work and time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then looking at things like emotions and biases and stress, right? Like we all have our own biases. So having a, a second set of eyes on something who can help you see it. And what I find really valuable, especially with couples, when, when you can truly sit side by side on equal, equal footing as a couple and chat with a third party about your finances, it helps bring about clarity as to what matters most to the two of you, not just one of you. So often in finance, one person's kind of taking the job of running all of the finances, but it's a two person household, right? You, you want both people to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do everything and have Ashlyn just be like, yeah, whatever, right? 
Because if you build a life that make, if you build, use your finances to make a fulfilling life for you and it doesn't for her, how's that going to work out for you? Yeah, not well. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, that's, that is the biggest thing I think is so often with the, with conversations I'm sure you have and I have with clients, you're talking about things that have never really been talk, talked about or articulated before in different ways because you just don't have the same conversations when you're in the day-to-day with your spouse or in the day-to-day with work and everything got going. And by being an objective, unemotional third party to help people walk through really important financial decisions, you're coming to solutions that wouldn't have ever been reached had you tried to do those on your own in many cases. So that Absolutely. can be a huge part of, of that coaching that coaching value. Yeah, which is what I think normally, I don't know, you and I, when we see people show up, usually there's something going on in life or in business that's causing some type of a transition that gets them to come in and say like, hey, I need to make sure I don't mess this up, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I wanna do this right. Um, yeah. But once we see that, we then go look at all the other things they could be doing. And there's so many things they can optimize to help them live a better life in line with what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that ties into, we kind of talked about this, but you're a trusted second opinion. So, so many clients, it's not that they're not smart. They're not intelligent. They can't do this many times. Uh, had they done enough research or, or have the time and desire to do it? They just want that consistent second opinion. And most of the time they come to me with things and say, James, these are my thoughts on it. And, and I say, you know what? I think you're thinking is accurate. That's the exact same way I would approach that. And they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the occasional time that there's something they aren't thinking about it's that blind spot that even if that's just one out of every 10 times it's hugely important because these decisions that you're making they add up and they compound over time and making sure that you're doing the best thing over and over and over again is a huge part of this to me that's the main thing about the the what the real value to me of a financial planner it is everything we've talked about thus far But it's once you have the baseline of where someone wants to go and what they want to do, and you work through getting all of the components in place. I think sometimes people often think, I'm going to go see someone. They're going to tell me what to do. We're going to fix it. And then I'm going to be all good. I can walk away now. But Mm -hmm. the real value that comes from working with an advisor is the little check-ins along the way. And it's the little tweaks that you make. These small changes lead to really big outcomes. But if you don't make take the time to sit down and make the change, then you're, you look back over time and you, you create, I, I kind of, uh, I saw someone speaking about this the other day and it hit me so hard. When you think about time across the, the axis the kind of the X axis, right. And, and a client's over here at time zero, and maybe there's some future goal time 20, let's say, well, if, if you just go make little tiny tweaks along the way, you're making decisions which help improve your outcomes. If you make no decisions, you're more than likely drifting away from your outcome. So it's decisions or drift. And the question is, which would you rather have? And the way that we've built both of our businesses and the way most real financial planners build their businesses, create check-ins for clients so that decisions are made so that they get where they want to go as quickly as they can. Right. That's the real value of planning to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's coaching. Anything else on coaching? I think that's a good, I think that's good on coaching. Awesome. So you got professional expertise, convenience, coaching, and then the fourth value of working with a real financial planner is, is values alignment. Yeah. And this one is crucial because if you're going to have someone that is helping you to make some of the most important decisions you're going to make in life, 
Mm-hmm. You want to make darn sure that they understand. You don't have to have the same exact value system, but you need to make sure that they know your value system, respect your value system, and help you make decisions in light of your value system. And to know that, you really need to know that person at their core. Absolutely. And to me, this means a few things. The first thing it means is so often we get wrapped up in life, just living life. I think of it like a six disc CD changer. You know, you you remember those, James? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you've, you've made, you, yeah, you read about them, right? Cause you were in the age <laughs> of Napster. You're a little touchy. You're 10 years younger than me. So way back when we were really old, we had these things called six carousels. <laughs> and then we would even, you could burn CDs with Napster back in the day and you could make your own playlists. Right. And so you made a playlist a long time ago and you're just living life. And have you ever taken a moment to step back and ask, is this what I want? Is this what's essential? And sometimes a lot of, a lot of times, Things are added for us societally from family members, other things. And so the question here is what matters most to you as individually and as a couple and as a family and what drives you so that, and and we need to know that. And we want to know that of of you. And we want, you know, if you and, and Ashton were working with me, I'd want her to know what's uh, fulfilling life to you. And you know what fulfilling life is to her. And I want to know that of the two of you. So that when we go look at all of your resources and your time and your energy, we can look at how do you deploy those to get the best life that you want as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. what this is all about, right? Mm-hmm. Money is just a tool. So this is really just a tool used to serve you in the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. And if we yeah. don't take a moment to look at values first, you could accidentally put the ladder against the wrong wall and start climbing. Mm-hmm. And then you're just going to be upset years down the line because you're not going to be where you want to go. Right. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and different things that this could, you know, tactically, what does that look like? Well, it could look like uh, planned giving. Are there certain causes that you care about to the way you invest, the way that you, uh, you know, what was money like for you as a child growing up? And how do you want that to impact what money is like for your children as you're raising them and, and the things that you're doing there? So understanding what's at the core of the, the decisions you're making as an investor is really what's at the core of the decisions you make as a person and, and what shaped you along the way and how can the investments and the planning planning you do just be an extension of that? Yeah. And, you know, the investments in planning are important components. There's no doubt about that. Um, getting an even a 30,000 foot view, though, assuming like assume that investments in planning are, you know, like a hundred foot view. Go really big for a second. What drives you as a family? What gets you jumping out of bed in the morning? What are you actually here to do? Right. What what are you going to do with your time, your money, your energy and your talent? Right. And then once we understand that, let's take an integrated and holistic view to all your finances to help figure out what should you do next mm-hmm. to help live a better life. Yeah. That's really what this is all about. Really good planning is about planning better so that you can live better. Plan better, live better. I love it. Yeah. It's like, it's a tagline or something. Yeah. Gee, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> so anything else on values, values alignment? No, I think, I think that's a good overview for today, but um, I, I think, think that's can- helpful. Yeah, I think we could continue with this conversation on like how could people go about finding an advisor in the future if they ever want to. Yeah, um, like you know, where they can go find them, video. all that stuff. Where to do it, all that. Yeah, but this this is good because I think the main thing is if you're going to work with a financial planner, yes, there should be that financial expertise, but it should not stop there, or the professional expertise, I should say. So mm-hmm. what are the things, what what value should you expect if you're working with a financial planner? Uh, and it's important to know that because that's it's a big decision that you're making. So 
professional expertise, the convenience it brings, the coaching it provides, the value alignment that you hope to get, all very important parts of, of working with a financial planner. And that should be the value that you receive in doing so. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, thanks, Scott. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website and there'll be a section on the bottom of each page where you can submit your own question for Scott and I to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.